Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hoglin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of conscious leadership and the Conscious Leadership Code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. Good morning, Conscious Leadership listeners. This episode is around a subject that has sort of permeated its way into my brain over the last couple of weeks, actually. And it's a word that I've heard a couple of people using. And I just thought, what is that? Not heard the word before. Understood the context they were saying it in. I thought, what a word. And the word, when I can say it properly, is catastrophizing which got me to think about what on earth is catastrophizing and how on earth have people started to describe themselves as doing this thing? Because to be honest, when I first heard it, I didn't actually hear it as a positive thought process or a positive belief or actually a positive anything. So I've done some investigation And this episode is around dealing with catastrophizing, what it is, why it happens, and how to move forward. Um, And with my whole heart, which I was actually working with last night, interestingly, that's another episode, um, stop catastrophizing. So sort of learning what it is, how it affects you, and a little bit of about how to overcome it. And that will clearly be more episodes going forward. I've got a lot of future episodes coming. Please subscribe and listen in. So let's have a look at this. So what is catastrophizing? And as I said right at the beginning, I've heard this word a few times in the very recent past. And it was used to describe how someone is thinking, how they were thinking. And more importantly, in some respects, how it is demonstrating their belief about something, which then, of course, goes into your behaviours. Because my belief is that if you truly believe something, and again, I was talking to people about this yesterday, about health and how your beliefs create behaviours, create actions. But if you believe in something, it will more or likely come true. And it's that old adage, if you believe you can, you will. And if you believe you can't, you won't. And our beliefs, which stem from our values, drive through into our attitudes, our principles, right out through into our behaviours. So let's look at what it means and then how it it manifests itself into behaviour and what could be done about it. So if we think around catastrophising, and we are thinking that, it creates an intention. So not only is it a thought intention, and as I've already said, it comes through into a behaviour intention. So what's the intention of the thought? The intention of the thought is predicting a negative outcome. It is jumping to the conclusion that if the negative outcome did in fact happen, it would be a catastrophe. So think about your thoughts if this is what you are thinking. 
And then a third definition, an event causing great and often sudden damage or suffering, a disaster. And here's just three examples. A national economic catastrophe, a national health catastrophe, a national event catastrophe. Now, of course, if you think about national, it could be within your within your country, it could be a worldwide something. It could be a family something. But just think about the word catastrophe. And I've got some synonyms here. And I, I, I have a passion for language. I have a passion for how we use it, both internally and externally. Because if we're thinking it, language, self-talk, it then it comes through, goes into, goes into our psyche, goes into our belief system, goes into our value system. And that, of course, as I've said it, and I'll say it again and again and again, permeates through into behaviours. So here are some of the synonyms. Disaster, calamity, cataclysm, crisis, holocaust, ruin, ruination, tragedy, blow, shock, adversity. Blight, trouble, trial, tribulation. Don't know why I said that on the rise in my voice. Mishap, misfortune, mischance, misadventure, accident, failure, reverse, woe, affliction, distress. The synonyms are not positive, are they? Trials and tribulations. But look at the antonyms. So if we don't believe in catastrophe and if we do not believe in a catastrophic something within our life, the antonyms are salvation and godsend. So if we can change our thoughts about the thing, we're going to get a different result. And of course, if we're thinking these things, they're going into our unconscious. Um, And that's not a good place for this sort of language and words and belief systems to sit at all. So let's have a look at the origin of it. It's mid-16th century, and it comes from the Latin and the Greek, and it means overturning. It comes from overturning, sudden turn, from carter, down, and strophe, turning. And this is even more fascinating. Um, You can look up on the World Wide Web, which is a beautiful place, um, how the uses of words have what what the history is and the uses usage of the word catastrophizing has risen steeply on an almost vertical trajectory since the early 2000s and of course the question i ask myself is why language develops over time but so does our culture our culture as a country as a world develops over time so from the early 2000s Look it up. I'm going to put this article onto my website. So please go to juliehogvin.com if you want to see this graph without doing the worldwide web search to find it. Um, It will be there. But it's almost on a vertical trajectory in usage since the early 2000s. And what's happened since the early 2000s? The last 20 years. It's quite incredible when you think about it. So how do you know if you are catastrophizing? Basically, you jump to the worst possible conclusion. And usually, for the majority of people with very limited information or 
objective reason to despair. When a situation is upsetting, but it's not necessarily catastrophic, you still feel like you're in the midst of a crisis, which is characterised by excessive fear and worry. Again, I, I did research. I did Google searching. I did reading of lots of articles. Um, and I like to nut things down into the, like, go back to the root cause. So catastrophizing is a cognitive distortion or a negative thought pattern where a person exaggerates the seriousness or likelihood of a negative event and not only exaggerate it, but also predict it to happen. Now, for those of you that listen to this podcast, um, know I believe in manifestation. I don't believe in that without action. I don't believe you can just sit here, manifest and it falls in your lap. Absolutely not. But what I do believe is that when we think and when we visualize and when we put that out into the universe, something good is going to happen. May not quite come back to us in the form that we initially thought. And again, some of that is practice. But it, what we think, what we feel, what we put out there, what we speak about, what we talk about, what we plan internally and externally, there's a high prediction that that thing's going to happen. So if you're predicting something will be bad, then it will probably be so. And it becomes that good old self-fulfilling prophecy. So really think about, let's go back to the old adage. If you believe you can, you will. If you believe you can't, you won't. So if you believe it is going to be a catastrophe, probably will be. If you believe it will be good, positive, something, it will be. So catastrophizing is a type of negative thinking. And just think, this has gone on a vertical trajectory almost since the early 2000s. So there's 20 years-ish currently. We're in 2023 at the moment when I'm recording this. There's 20 years of this becoming a habit, becoming a way of being. So it is a type of negative thinking. And the sad part for me is, is that it's apparently a common tendency to pe for people to think in this extreme way, where they anticipate the worst possible outcome in any situation. So that if this is you listening to this, I am really, truly going to ask you to get hold of those thoughts and flip them, reframe it, whatever it is, put, learn a strategy, put something in place that, that changes how you are thinking. So if this becomes a common tendency, what does this lead to? So this can lead you to feeling overwhelmed, you, anyone around you, someone you know, especially if someone is using this word. So this can cause you, them, to feel overwhelmed, anxious and stressed, which can then lead to depression and other negative emotions. Now, I've written a book on stress. I've called it Stress the Reality. It's on Amazon. Please go and buy it if you're suffering from it. Know someone that is or even just want to know more about it and what it is, please go and buy it. Um, it's on ebook, it's in paperback, not yet on Audible. Not sure quite. I'll get it on there somehow, but I'm not quite sure how I can do that because there's a lot of graphs in there. So it might be part Audible and part onto my website. Um, stress is preventable. Now, some stress is good. Don't get me wrong. We don't want to stop all stress because we're all in balance all of the time. We need stress um, in our lives. What we don't need is the insidious stress that actually makes us ill and 
can kill us. So this is a, a cheery thought for a Monday morning, but stress is preventable. Business and life, please. If you do one thing today for 10 quid, go and buy that book. And then share it. Share it to your friends. Share it to your family. For 10 quid, you could share it with 100 people. It'll cost you, what, 10p then? Um, that's the ex-management accountant coming out of me. <laughs> anyway, back to catastrophizing, which you can probably imagine I don't do. For example, if a person has a minor accident, instead of thinking that it's a normal thing, they might think I'm going to die. Or this is the worst thing that could happen to me. Or I am never going to drive again. And this way of thinking is called catastrophizing. So you're, you're imagining the worst outcome. Now, just think, and this may be you, but it might not be. But just think, if catastrophizing is your type of thinking, what does it stop you doing? What joy and pleasure does it take away from your life and those around you? What opportunities do you miss? It is vitally important to understand that catastrophizing is a learned behavior and it can be changed with the right mindset and the right strategies. If you want to know more about this, please reach out, please contact me, I can help you with this. And of course, if this is the way you think, it becomes your norm, it becomes comfortable to you. So if you want to change, you have to change. You have to be able to step into the person that you want to be, which means stepping out of the person you currently are. Now, I can help you with this. I can, truly, literally, I can help you with this. So let's have a look at some of the ways to deal with it. Oh, you can do this on your own. Of course you can. But I know from the deep core of my being that when you do it with and through somebody else, it gets you there. It gets you the end result quicker. So some ways to deal with it are you challenge your thoughts. And I mean, really challenge your thoughts, question the evidence and the probability of the worst outcome happening. Put things in perspective. Think of similar situations where the worst didn't happen and think how you handled it. I thought I had a pretty messy divorce decades ago, I have to admit, until I was speaking to somebody yesterday and I hadn't thought about my divorce for years. Um, and it popped up yesterday. And I was talking to somebody and their divorce, I thought mine was not difficult in any way, shape or form, which through that conversation, and again, you know, you talk to people, you see different perspectives, allowed me to reframe the situation. And of course, it will allow you to reframe the situation. Look at it from a different objective perspective, as though you were watching you and listening to what that person would say. And this is a really interesting process when you get the hang of it. It's called the three positions, three perceptual positions. You can look it up. You can find out about it. It's on the website as well. Um, I've definitely written an article on this on LinkedIn. So find me over there. Um, and all my social media channels are Julie Hogbin. So please find me and follow. I'm putting a lot more stuff out there. I, I'm on a definitely on a mission in 2023. And there'll be a membership site as well, which will give you direct access to me for a very small amount of money. Of course, there's money involved um, on a regular basis. So if you're interested, watch out for that. Um, so how else do you deal with it? Increase your own self-awareness. Think about the thoughts as they are programmed in. 
They will appear without you knowing. So get to know you. Get to know why and how and what programmed you and what your programs are. Get to know you. Increase your self-awareness and you'll understand more about why it happens. Practice mindfulness. Being mindful and living in the present moment can help you stop dwelling on negative thoughts and focus on the present instead. Now, catastrophizing, something will have taught you to do that. And maybe in the past you have had something go go awry. Maybe somebody punished you needlessly for that thing. Maybe it's a whole process that you've been through your whole life. Or if something goes wrong, you get punished. Um, Who knows? But you can know. And practicing mindfulness of being in the now, not You can't change the past because the past happened. You can't change it. You can't ignore it. If you block it, it'll pop up and somehow it will pop up. So deal with the thing. Um, So increase self-awareness, practice mindfulness. And that doesn't mean, as I've said earlier, completely living in the now and not planning for the future because we only have the now. Tomorrow never comes. Someday never comes. We've got the now where we operate, live in, practice, play, have fun, whatever that is. And of course, depending on who we are and what we are, we plan for the future. And of course, the future may never come. Tomorrow may never come. Well, tomorrow doesn't come. But, you know, who knows what happens when you walk out that front door or even go to bed at night, to be honest. Um, And talk to a professional. And I've said this a few times, but talk to a professional, a coach, a mentor, a therapist or a counsellor depending on who you are, what you are, what you like, what you don't. But I can assure you that this feeling does not have to stay. It does not. Um, they, and so a coach, mentor, therapist, counsellor can help you to understand the underlying causes of your catastrophic thinking and teach you how to change it. And in all truthfulness, this may be able to be changed in one session, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and, and it could go as could any phobia you have, actually. Um, So, of course, there are more things you can do. And these options, the ones I've already mentioned, are pretty easy to access and implement. And to be honest, aren't going to cost you a lot of money to do. But you've got to be dissatisfied where you are and with what you've got to create a new you moving forward, a new way of thinking. In general, it's important to remember that Negative events can happen. Of course they can. We're all in balance. We get the good with the bad and the sad with the happy. You know, we we make the mistakes and and we gain success. It's not always the end of the world. And there is usually, and that's a word, I you know, usually there is a way to cope with them. There is, without a doubt. So let's think about the word cognitive and what it means. So cognitive refers to our mental processes which allow us and you and me and everybody else to acquire, to understand, and to use knowledge. So basically, cognitive means thinking, and thinking as a process. And again, I'm currently writing two more books on this, one titled How to Create True Wealth with Emmanuel Ezekiel, and one working the working titles, these are, is Success Thinking. So please follow these hashtags, true wealth, success thinking, and of course, conscious leadership. And you will see all the posts and articles I create on any platform when you search the hashtag. Follow the hashtag and it will pop up for you. So cognitive encompasses 
a range of mental act activities such as so think about think about thinking perception attention memory reasoning problem solving decision making and our unconscious cognitive processes are what create our habits so we don't think about our habits because basically we can't there's too many um, we'd probably our brain would explode. So these processes um, are what allow us to think. They are what allow us to learn. They are what allow us to understand the world around us. And when we control them, when we manage them, when we create our thought processes, they help us reduce catastrophizing. So let's have a look at some of these thinking processes and how we use them in everyday life. So perception. So what's perception? It's the process, and it is a process. Uh, we do a lot of it unconsciously until we are conscious. Um, we do a lot of it out of habit. So increasing our self-awareness increases our levels of perception. It's the process of interpreting and organising sensory information from the environment around us. Attention. The ability to focus on a specific task while filtering out distractions. Memory, and this is the ability to encode. So we encode the information coming to us. We store it and then in our memory, and then we retrieve the information when we need it. Reasoning, the process of using logic and critical thinking to solve problems problem solving simply the process of finding a solution to a problem and decision making and this in this wonderful 21st century that we live in um, provides us many 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 different options for a very 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 similar thing so somewhere in all of this and we make thousands of decisions and I mean literally thousands of decisions a day decision making is the process of choosing between options. And um, there is something also linked into decision-making called the power of three. If you can eliminate any decision-making or anything that you're wanting to buy, research, look at, whatever it might be, down to three, it's easier to make a decision. So it is important to, to know and to remember that all of these processes, thinking processes, are interrelated. And I say this over and over and over, and more and more and more evidence comes towards me, objective evidence, that's what I work on, that nothing sits in isolation, nothing. Everything is connected, and it is. And, and we work together from the planet to us. Um, and anything that's in between. So a colleague, we're all energy. That's the thing. We are all energy. So energy connects. So then I looked at catastrophizing. I thought, is there any positive side effects to catastrophizing? And I found two. Um, or I, yeah, I found two. I thought of two. I come up with two after a lot of reading. It can actually motivate you to take action, preventing potential negative outcomes or to prepare for them and it can also help you to anticipate potential problems 
and develop solutions to deal with them. Now, so that's catastrophizing pros. And of course, my head said, <laughs> and I chuckle when I, when I think about this, I call that planning. I call that planning. I call that thinking constructively. And again, clearly more from me to come on that. But I call that planning and thinking constructively. But is it a pro of catastrophizing? Probably if it's not something you would normally do. And then, of course, the cons. It can lead to excessive anxiety and fear. And we certainly do not need any more of that on the planet, which can interfere with daily activities and quality of life. So think about the quality of life you're living. Think about the quality of life people around you are living. Think about what is going on for them and you, if this is you. Um, it can lead to feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. And hope was the last thing in Pandora's box. So if we lose hope, what do we lose? And if we lose hope, if, if we feel hopeless and helpless, that can make it really difficult for us, for you, for whoever, to take action to solve problems or cope with difficult situations. And life isn't perfect. I mean, I, I live in this real world. I mean, make no bones about that. We do face situations that we have to work out how to get through and get round or over or under or smash out the way. But catastrophizing isn't going to help us to do that, especially if it leaves us feeling hopeless and helpless. It can also lead to depression, um, which, yeah, not a good place to be. And it can make people more susceptible to physical and mental health problems. So if you're catastrophizing and you're doing it a lot, you're basically putting yourself into the fight flight response, which is a stress response and stress over a period of time basically can kill you. It will damage you internally and you will initially probably see it externally, spots, rashes, various things. And um, you'll probably feel it initially in, in tension across your shoulders, in your back. Or you won't be able to think clearly because when you're in a stressed state, your whole body changes what it does. So, again, I'll go back to the book. If, you, if you're in stress is preventable, insidious stress is preventable. Doesn't mean to say we don't have it on occasions, but we know how to deal with it because we're in a good place. So people who catastrophize may also have a hard time enjoying life and finding the pleasure in simple things. Tell you a little story, actually. Driving home last night and about, what time was it? 10 o'clock. And it's really icy. There's ice on the road. It was really dark. I was driving down a country lane or through a tiny little village into a country lane and I was paying attention I was also paying attention to what was going on around me because I love seeing the beauty of nature and I saw a badger first time in my life I saw a badger in in the in real world and it was alive <laughs> not by the side of the road um, I saw this badger and it was stunning it was beautiful when it was running it was it was going to cross the road saw the car lights turn around and run back so Finding pleasure in simple things, actually acknowledge that they're out there. You know, the beauty of an orchid or the beauty of a sunrise or the beauty of frost on the on the windscreen. Like those little, I don't know what you call them, those little um, pictures they make. They're just stunningly beautiful, which, of course, I was looking at yesterday morning while I was defrosting the car. So look at how you can enjoy life and find the pleasure in the simple things. Be grateful. Be grateful. And I cannot emphasize enough 
how important it is to be aware of the thoughts that you have, that someone around you has, so increase their self-awareness, that lead to catastrophizing. And please take measures to challenge and change them. Catastrophizing is not a healthy thought process and way of being. Even though I've managed to get two pros into this article, into this recording. Um, this can help reduce negative effects of catastrophizing and increase the positive effects of healthy thinking. So please remember, follow hashtag success thinking, hashtag true wealth, connect with me on social media platforms. Generally, it's Julie Hogbin. And if it's a page, it's conscious leadership. I am on a mission that will serve you. Um, part of my mission is to bring joy, um, which I have a real feeling has sort of fallen out of popularity for many people. Um, so I am on a mission to serve. Please subscribe. Please download. Please share. Please follow. There's a lot more coming. And at the end of an episode that is called... <laughs> Dealing with catastrophizing, what is it, why it happens and how to move forward. I thank you for listening. Have a fabulous, wonderful day. Go out there and be aware. Look at the beauty in life. Have fun, smile, laugh. And if you need any help, you know where I am. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And if you have found it useful, please leave a review. And if you have found it useful, please share it with others that will find it useful as well. If you want to know more about my publishing, please follow me through to the Amazon author page. And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.